Good morning, ICF Rome family. We are in a new season and we are completely captivated by the Lord Jesus. We're so thankful for all that God is doing. And so today, as you enter into worship, as you lean into the message of the word and the presence of God, I know from your testimonies that God is doing amazing life changes. So I want you to lean in, worship the Lord, write notes and say, Lord, today I want to be completely captivated by all that Jesus has for me. God bless you and enjoy the service. You can be seated. We like to have a little fun when we're giving to the Lord. Amen? Amen. Thank you for giving to the Lord in so many ways. Um, As you serve, as you come, as you participate online, uh, it's just a really good time. And uh, today, I am so thankful that our wonderful Alex set us up last week with a great message. And so I am bringing number two on called to serve to you today. And you can see that I have a lot of my tools with me, you know, because you need a lot of things when you're serving, right? I mean, obviously, you have to have your shirt. You might need to pour some water for somebody at some time. And we're going to talk about some of those things. So we welcome our online campus and our on-campus people And it's truly, truly amazing to serve the Lord. Amen? I really believe it. It's amazing to serve the Lord. I am so thankful for everything that God is doing among us. Um, In every way, it's just going to be an incredible season. And if you're here for longer than a few weeks, you are in the right spot. We say welcome to the family. Amen? Um, Last month, we talked about being captivated with Jesus. Our theme is complete. For those that are new, we do a theme for the year, and y'all just do not want to miss 2023. I'm just telling you, it's going to be amazing. So complete is this year. We're complete in Christ. Amen? And I want you to be able to recognize that if you don't have your documents, you're still complete in Jesus. If you don't have your job contract yet, you're still complete in Jesus. If you got everything you needed, you're still complete only through the grace and the blood of Jesus. Amen? And so as we remember that, now we go from being completely captivated to what do I do with that love that I have for Jesus? I need to serve him. I need to follow his example. And so... I'm going to ask you, what will you do with what you receive? You receive so many things from the Lord. Sometimes we don't even recognize it. Did you ever see a beautiful sunset or rainbow? Let me see your hand. Did you ever see a beautiful sunset? or? I mean, if you live in this city, you're going to see some amazing sunsets. They're gorgeous. That's God kind of smiling at you that day saying, I'm up here. I'm big. I'm way bigger than your problem. I'm way bigger than your insecurities. I got you. So what will you do with the knowledge that God is with you? What will you do with what you receive? I want to recap just quickly what Alex taught you so beautifully last week, that serving is what? Simple. And he has that list. Serving is devoting a part of one's life to something. We all serve in some way, somewhere, somehow, right? It's not a performance. It's worship. We sang that this morning. 
We make ourselves available when we serve. We practice hospitality, just being kind and generous. A smile can change a life. Did you know that? A smile can change a life. Some of you may feel shy to talk, but can you sit, welcome our welcome hosting table back there. Thank you for serving back there. Can you sit there and give a smile as someone comes in and lets them know you're welcome in this family? Learn what it takes to serve God. I have made some intentional decisions in this season specifically that I'm going to take our leaders to the next level. We sent kids workers to Milan last month to learn more about doing kids ministry. Sorry, you missed the trip. Now you need to join in so you can go on the next one. I'm sending other leaders to the Fellowship of European International Churches later this month. I am doing some things to say, not only do we want you to serve, but I want you to learn how to do it even greater. We have classes on Sunday morning and on Wednesday night so you can learn what it takes. And why is that important? Because if all you do is receive, you're going to get stuffed. You might get fat spiritually. And eventually you can't move when you get, when you don't, when nothing comes out, if it only comes in. So serving is very biblical. And I want you to live in this city and do your life in a way that as you serve God, that means when you serve him with your thoughts, when you serve him with your actions, when you serve him with your attitudes, you're knowing that I'm going to do something a little bit different in this season than I did last season. I'm going to go another step further. I'm going to take a few more classes. I'm going to do a little bit more study at home. I'm going to do a little bit more prayer time. I'm going to meet a couple more people. I'm not asking you to do it so big that it feels overwhelming, but we're going to show you how. Learn. And thank you, Alex, for that beautiful analogy of excellence in all aspects of ministry. And I don't have the Ferrari flag this week, but it really does mean a lot to me what that horse on the Ferrari cars means. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you'll have to go back and watch last Sunday's sermon by Alex. So I'm going to ask Helen and Alex and Bose to help me for just a minute. And um, another thing that Alex told you last week was something that, was it Mother Teresa? Yes. Okay, that Mother Teresa said, you are just a pencil in the hand of God. So I'm going to ask them to go right now, and each one of you is going to take a pencil, okay? So please don't take more than one because we need some for the second service, but I want you to have a pencil. What will you do with what you receive? You are a pencil in the hand of God. He shows us what to write with the stories of our life. I want you to look at this pencil for a minute. You know, it... It's sharp. Most of them, I think, are sharp in this moment where you actually could write with it. But did you know that after you use the pencil a while, it gets dull? It might break, and you have to resharpen it. You have to relearn some things, right? You have to make it better. If you make a mistake, this pencil actually has an eraser. You could erase your mistake and rewrite something. Because with God, we're not perfect. Excellence is not perfection. 
Excellence is saying, God, I give you the best of me because you gave me the best of heaven. Amen? So throughout this message, and even this week, I pray, thank you, I pray that you will take this pencil. You'll say, I never knew a pencil could be so spiritual. And you will ask yourself, what will I do with what I receive from God? Are you sitting in this room today with health in your body, breathing, where your lungs are working? Thank God for that. Do you like to hum a song and you can carry a tune and you can put a smile on your face? Maybe you're supposed to help the worship team. Are you great at technology? Maybe you're supposed to help in the media and the sound and the production. Do you just love laughing at children? Then go to kids' ministry. Do you love praying and interceding? And guess what? One is not more spiritual than the other one. Laughing and playing with kids is just as spiritual as praying and interceding in the prayer room. Every ministry is valuable. What will you do with what you receive? Have you been given a job where you have resources? Then like Alex said, maybe you're supporting the work of the ministry. What will you do with what you receive? You see, this year the Lord has challenged me. Okay, you've declared things. You've said things. So what are you going to do with what you've received in the last 15 months? Okay, God, I'm going to give a little bit more here. I'm going to support this minister who's over there. I'm going to support this missionary out there. I'm going to support the young learners in this building. And they may not just be young by age. They may be young by time in the ministry, lots of different things, because I'm still young. Everybody, <laughs> thank you. Uh, let's try that. You can say amen. I'm still young. Thank you so much. Y'all can type in the chat, amen, online. I was laughing this morning, you know, because I don't really like my wrinkles, and I was thinking I need to get rid of my wrinkles somehow, but I've earned every single wrinkle I have. For those of you that don't know, I was married for 43 years. And last year, my husband gloriously got to go to heaven. I wasn't so thrilled about God's timing, but okay, we're dealing with that. I have three amazing, beautiful daughters and son-in-laws, and I have nine amazing, wonderful grandchildren. So they've all had amazing, hard, awful, wonderful testimonies that God has done in their life. I've earned every wrinkle that I have as a mom and a wife and a grandma and a Gigi. Thank you. You guys are awesome. Thanks for cueing them. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I want you to look at Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. Here's what you're supposed to do with what you receive. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. I believe in being honest and transparent with you. And I will tell you that when we are to walk in love, that means we have to put some things in practice on a daily basis, even during the week. Some of you know that my car broke down a few weeks ago. Come to find out they put the wrong gas in the car at the station where I always go. I have to do what the Bible tells me. I have to walk in love. I have my receipt for how much it costs, and I may at some point go back with that receipt. But right now, I have said, Lord, I'm just going to go there and let them know, like, I had to drive a rental car because y'all broke my car. Please don't do that to anybody else's car. 
But I had to be careful that I did not go when I was frustrated. I did not go even though I had every right. Hear me. Even though I had every right to say, what in the world is wrong with you? No. You know why? Because I'm supposed to walk in love. I'm called to serve. That man, not the one who put the wrong gas in. He was a young man who didn't know. He was just learning. But the one who I talked to is one that Pastor Rick always talked to. And I didn't even realize that it had made such an impression until last year when I came back and I took my car to the gas station. And he said, you know, where's the pastor? And I had to tell him. And the gas station man cried tears and said, I'm so sorry. Why are you here? I said, because God loves you and I'm supposed to be here. And now he takes care of me all the time. He just wasn't there that day. I don't want to spoil that witness. I don't want to spoil that testimony. Just because you have a right to say something doesn't mean it's what you're supposed to say. What will you do with what you receive? Here's the verse that tells us what to do. That was not in my notes. So I do want you to see, though, I do have some tools up here. And Naresh, I'm asking you to come and help me out a little bit. So can we give Naresh a hand? In case you don't know, you can take that microphone right there. Naresh is a rocket space engineer. Is that true? Huh? Yes. 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 Uh-huh. So um, that means like you're really smart. Yeah, by the grace of God. Keep that microphone up there. So Naresh, if I need to ask you because you're so smart, okay? If I'm going to serve, do I need this sheriff's hat? Will this help me serve better? No, that won't be enough. Really? It even has a badge on it. Well, what about these buckets? Can, can these buckets, like, carry stuff? Will this, can I be the best servant if I have a bucket in my hand? No, that won't be enough. Oh, my gosh. Naresh. Okay, let me see here. Um, what if one of my buckets has candy in it? Will that be enough? No, that won't be enough. Get ready. <laughs> I hope it didn't hit you. Naresh, what about this Bible on the shelf? Can you see that on camera? This is a fire Bible. But it's, it's right here on my shelf. Won't, won't that be enough if I have the Bible on my shelf? No, that won't be enough. Naresh. A, a, a devotional book that explains the Bible on my shelf? No, that won't be enough. My toolbox with all the tools in it? No, that won't be enough. Oh, my word. Naresh. <laughs> hmm. So, Naresh, what does it take to take what God puts in us and pour it out for somebody else. You tell us, you've been serving. What does it take to serve? I asked Naresh to share a testimony this morning. First of all, I thank God for this wonderful opportunity to be here. By the way, I'm onboard sound engineer. I've been serving since 2020. Of course, serving God is doing his will and bringing the good news of Jesus Christ to the people. But deep inside, what I've been learning for the past year is serving is actually a process of shaping us into the image of God, right? Of course, when you are in this process of serving, you have to go through a lot of trails and tests. So you need one thing to keep your faith that is discipline. You need to be consistent and you need to keep your faith consistently. And you need to persevere this test and trace that comes up with discipline. 
So if you keep the discipline, that helps you keep your faith and you're going to reap the fruit. Amen. Amen. And Naresh, I know that you've been in a process and you've graduated, you've gotten your degrees. There were some pauses that you were not expecting. What has God shown you in the pause? Did you stop serving during the pause? No, not really. <laughs> Whatever God is intended to do with our lives, he's always got us through a process. There are no shortcuts, right? We usually say Abraham waited 25 years, Joseph waited 13 years. You know, it is just easy to say by mouth. <laughs> Unless you are in, situation, in that situation, you cannot understand the magnitude of the weight. I've been in a particular process since January 2022. Trust me, it is so, so hard. It, it is like breaking my bones sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, God, I want to give up. I just don't want to do this. I really, really want to give up. But there are two biggest statements that is one taught by you. You don't tell God. You ask God. So we are here. He is there. So we should listen to him. We should follow what he is saying. And the another one is... What God starts, he's going to finish it. Mm -hmm. So you have to keep the faith that you are, that you are in, when, when you are in this process. What I've understood is, harder the journey, more the glory. So keep, <laughs> keep Say that again, it. say that again. Harder the journey, more the glory. Yes. Whatever he's going to do, intended to do with you, he's going to do it. You just need to keep your faith. And at ICF, we don't do life alone. Yes. You know, <laughs> along with her, a lot of my members, like the tech team, the worship team members, they've always been with me. You know, it is just incredible. You know, in the end, what you have achieved doesn't matter compared to what you have been through. So the journey is important, then the result it does, does taste nothing when you have been through the process of transformation. Amen. And I want to ask you one more thing because you are so smart. Many of you, if you knew Pastor Rick, you knew that Pastor Rick also was very smart. And he would also sometimes joke with our family that he was like the smartest man ever. Until one day we watched Naresh make his presentation of the rocket space engineering and the rocket going into space and all of that that he did for his graduation. And we got off of that because of COVID. We couldn't be there, so we did it online. We got done. He closed the computer and he goes, I am definitely not the smartest man. <laughs> so I want to ask you, not that you're smarter in some things than someone else, although you're way smarter in that than I am, but when you serve, does everybody know about rocket space engineering that you're serving with? No, no, <laughs> not really. So how can you serve with them when they know different things than you know? It's all about the love of God. You know, when you keep the joy on your face <laughs> and you're believing that you're bringing the word of God to reach nations and to touch generations, it is easy to, you know, cope up with the challenges that we have to with the other people while we are serving. Mm. So you just need to keep the love of God on your face and if you seek him, he will help us to go along yes. with the people we have to reach nations and generations. Awesome. Can you just stretch your hands to Naresh? We're going to pray that God continues to use him in a place of influence. Father, I thank you for all that you have done in his life. I thank you for the many unexpected pauses and unexpected opportunities as he stayed faithful. So Lord, we thank you for his testimony. We pray that you continue to expand the borders of his tent and fulfill every dream, God. 
We trust you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Naresh. That's awesome. Hallelujah. God is so good. Amen? Amen. So I want you to know that what does it mean to belong to the family of faith? Now, I was going to move around with the microphone, but Naresh did quite a good job of uh, helping us on that. So I want you to think about it. What does it mean to belong to this family of faith? That we don't do life alone. That when we're in turmoil, we get to pray together. That when we have prayed over there and then someone here says, yes, I felt my heart lifted. And then they come on Wednesday night and they share a more personal testimony. We realize that we are doing life together on purpose because that is what serving God is all about. So this morning, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. What if I serve, and what if I don't? What if I serve, and what if I don't? Now, I have a list of what if I serve. If you serve, you won't do life alone. If you serve, you will experience opportunities to expand your skills. True? Alex, did you come to Rome as a preacher? (laughs) But have you expanded your skills sharing public messages on behalf of the Lord? Yes. As you serve, you expand your skills, right? You will grow in your faith because people will be there to water the seeds of hope. Naresh just said it. When you serve with other people, they are walking on the journey with you. And when you get discouraged, they water those seeds of hope in your life. I pray that you will take these pictures of symbolism. And in fact, I do have a shirt for somebody. I'm looking for somebody new. Uh, Makaya, she's new. And uh, here you go, girl. She's going to start serving. Turn around and wave at everybody so they can see your beautiful smile. Because I want you to know we're going to water the seeds of hope that are in your life. Amen? And I want you to understand that if you do these things, you will be blessed by God. Alex read it in Philippians chapter 4. You will find joy. You will receive what the Lord has said to us. But I want to ask you something. What if you don't? What if you don't serve God? The first thing is, if you don't serve God with your heart and your life, you will not know eternal that eternal salvation that will come with God when it's time to go to heaven. I just recently read yesterday that a young 17-year-old girl, um, the daughter of a senator or a congressman, perfectly fine, didn't do drugs, loved her family, loved school, perfectly fine, ate dinner, played with her friends, you know, they did something, went to sleep and died of a cardiac arrest at 17. Now, I don't know if that family knows the Lord, But what that dad did say is that you never know when it's your time to go. So make sure you're ready. Hmm. If you don't serve, you won't be ready. And I want you to be ready. I want you to be there. I want you to feel the Lord. If you don't serve, what if someone else needed hope? 
What if we weren't serving in the technology team? And Naresh, some of you will know he won't care. If, when he first came and how many times he came up here for prayer at the end of a service and said, I have so much anxiety and I'm so worried if I'll pass my test and I need you to pray for me. And I remember, Naresh, the first time you came in my office and you were sharing your concerns and your worries, but you had faith and you were saying, I need those seeds of hope watered, Pastor Jen. And then a few times later when he said, I need to talk to you, it was because he had to give me a praise report. He had to give me a testimony about something that God had done. And that is exhilarating to me because that is because you guys are serving. Because you guys are serving. They serve on every Saturday. The music and media team is here serving and preparing so that the heart's of the listener will be open to what God wants to say this morning. What if I don't serve? I asked the Lord that question. I've asked him that question several times in the last 15 months, 16 months. What if I don't? It's not worth it. The don'ts are not worth it. What if one falls away because I don't? It's not worth it. I don't want that one on my shoulders. I don't want that one laid on me. What if I don't? You know, when I came back, um, my hairdresser that I've been going to for years, her name is Valentina. I don't know if you're watching today, Valentina. I think sometimes she does, but she said, why are you back? And I said, because I'm not done telling you that God loves you. And she knew, my husband, and I led her to Jesus that day. I said, you can pray and know him right now. And she said, can I, will you, let's pray? I'm like, yes. And we did. And we both cried. And it was beautiful. And she's still on a journey. What if I wouldn't have come back? What if it was just for her? This week, I met with several different ones that my heart was drawn to their story. What if, what if we weren't here right now? What if we don't believe God for something bigger than ourselves? You see, this bucket has some sweet stuff in it. There is somebody, you know, maybe I'm a Texan, so I have to have my sheriff's badge. I don't know. I do know how to use my toolbox. Believe me, I know how to use the hammer. I know how to use the screwdriver. I know how to use the pliers. I know how to use the electric drill. I know how to measure the tape measure. I know how to read a blueprint, but I don't do it alone. And I would much rather somebody else handle the car. I did not know how to fix the car. What if I don't? What if I don't let the joy of the Lord shine through me? What if you don't? It's not worth the risk. It's not worth the risk because you don't realize how much your smile can mean to someone else. How much your attendance at their dinner party could mean to them. How much your witness of a godly lifestyle can mean to a young person who's being torn by the world and they say, wait a minute, I see those young people and they're following Jesus and they're not doing stupid stuff and they always are smiling and they seem to always have this joy. Maybe I should leave that old stuff and try something new. And what if when they do that, it was on a day that maybe they would have been somewhere they shouldn't have been and something terrible would have happened to them, but because they were serving with you in some capacity, because you were serving God with your life, it changed everything. 
my friend, Pastor Ed Garvin, that many of the men know, he's actually coming. You know, we have so many churches that support us. And they love what God is doing here. And they always say when they come, it's international. I'm like, yeah, International Christian Fellowship. They're like, there's so many cultures. Yeah, International Christian Fellowship. How is there so much love in that place? Because we promote Jesus. Because we promote Jesus culture. Because we promote the Bible. We promote what God says. And we come together to say, we're going to hold up our brother's arms when he's waiting. And we're going to celebrate with him when he gets the victory. So I, I messaged my friend, or my friend messaged me, Pastor Ed Garvin, to say he was coming. And I said, yes, yay, he's coming. I think it's in June next year. And I said, but can you tell me, like, he's served in ministry and pastored very large churches. I said, what would you say to people that happens when they serve? And so these are his three points, and I give him credit for that. If you serve, you will have a massive influence. You know, so many times we think, I want to make a difference in this world. Well, serve the Lord. Anybody can walk through this life being like the world. It takes a really strong person of character, person of value, to have the influence that God wants you to have. If he has elevated you, some of you are in this room and you've been elevated to new positions and I'm celebrating with you. I'm so happy for you. But you have been elevated to those positions not to become like the world, but to bring the light of God's love and to have an influence of what faith, hope, and love can mean when you're sitting at a conference table. Some of you have sent me testimonies that as you learned here how to interact with each other, you've taken that to the workplace and you're interacting in a better way. That's what serving does. You can receive a life of abundance. It is so true that, you know, the Bible says the one who watered is himself watered. The one who nourishes is himself nourished. That when we sow seed, we reap a harvest. And it is so true that you get a life of abundance. I always feel the best on Sunday afternoons. I do. I might be a little bit tired. I might be a little bit sweaty after two services because I get so passionate about everything. But I love it. I love when I hear testimonies. I love when I see a countenance change on your face. I love when I know that there's the classes filling up in between the two services and the, a whole bunch of you are going to unexpectedly decide to go and say, help me, I'm going to join the kids' ministry. I'm going to figure out what it means. If you have to leave after this service, go talk to them over there before you go and sign up next week. If you can stay, then you can have pizza after the second service. And the third thing is that you can have a lasting legacy when you serve. I mean, this is from Pastor Ed Garvin, who works with millionaires and billionaires who are investing in the work of ministry around the world. They are part of Convoy of Hope, who is sending these huge trucks of food and Bibles and clothing and supplies to any disaster place literally in the world. When you are called to serve, God doesn't say, I just want from you and I'm not going to give you anything back. He's going to give you something back that's lasting. You see, I realize it's not about me. It's not really even about ICF Rome, although this is our 
platform. This is our toolbox, if you will. Hear me. I see of Rome is our toolbox, and every single one of you has the pencil. You are a tool in the toolbox that God wants to use. What will you do with what you've received? You will have a lasting legacy. You will be part of a greater purpose. These are my words. And eternity will be better because of your investments. Eternity will be better because of your investments. So when you're part of a greater purpose, when you're on hold and your purpose feels like it's not happening, you're still part of a greater purpose. And so you come and you're faithful and you say, hallelujah, yes, Jesus. When you feel weary or discouraged, you come because you know someone is counting on you. Amen? And God does something amazing. I want you to look at Colossians 3, 15 through 17 in the message. Worship team, I want you to come. It says, let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other, in step with each other. I'm reading, but I want you to see that part. None of this going off and doing your own thing. This is from the message version of Colossians chapter 3. Cultivate thankfulness. Let the word of Christ, the message, have the run of the house. Give it plenty of room in your lives. Instruct and direct one another using good common sense and sing. Everybody say sing. Sing. Sing your heart out. Sing to the Lord. When you, you know, somebody asked me, a few people have asked me for my playlist that I use when I'm down or I'm discouraged or I'm lonely. I said, you won't believe my playlist. I do not have a kumbaya playlist. When I feel weary, I have some good, good, good. I know I need some more good, 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 but I have some music that makes me move, that makes me dance, that makes me put my foot on the devil's head and say, I'm going to sing my heart out. Because when I am in tune with him and I'm in tune with each other and we're in step with each other, we know. But you know what? I can't know every single person's story. But I can know just like Jesus did. He had 12, right? And then he pulled three that were really close to him. He invested in their relationship because it wasn't going to stop when he went back to heaven. He said, I'm going away, but greater work than this shall you do because I go to my Father. So be, let everything you do, word, action, whatever, be done in the Master's name. Thanking God every step of the way. Keep you in tune with each other. You know what? It's messy when you serve with people from different cultures. I'm sorry, not everybody likes tacos. That's what I like. I'm learning to like some other kinds of food. Not everybody likes cooking. Not everybody likes women. Not everybody likes a strong man who's going to say what he believes. I love women. I love strong men who are going to say what they believe. I love the one who's quiet and pensive and thinking and thoughtful. I love the one who is constantly smiling at me and giving me joy because we're going to stay in tune with each other. I can know your stories, but the Holy Spirit knows every detail. So this morning, this isn't just about picking a ministry and serving in the International Christian Fellowship of Rome while you live here. Some of our guests, I don't know how long you're here for, but I know you were here today 
hear this message so that God could remind you, I want you to serve me. And if you do that, we'll be your family. If you're leaving, we'll be your family online. And believe me, we've had people online come and be a part of us here. We're stronger together. I want you to show that servolution slide. And this is what I'm asking for all of us. You know what? <laughs> Instead of saying, I only do this, this is what I do, Pastor Jen. The Bible, I'm really good at the Bible. I'm a very good teacher. Maybe you're a really good tool man, but you're not a teacher. Maybe you're really strong and you can carry a jug of water, set up the baptism tank, take it down, go to Leroy Merlin. I'm asking us not to say, I only do this. I'm asking you to say what Alex said last week. How can I serve you? Whatever you need, God. What if you said to Jesus, I can't do that. And like Naresh, he was saying, oh, yes, you can. I've got a plan. <laughs> I put these things in you. You may not do it on your timetable, but you're going to do it. You're going to do it. Because Creator God made you. He formed you before you were in your mother's womb. And He's saying to us, will you just say, Lord, you want me to carry a bucket? You want me to wash feet? You want me to handle all the dirty stuff, all the stuff where people got, this one got their feelings hurt and that one got their feelings hurt. And thank God we don't have very much of that. At least they don't tell me about it. Um, but I want us to be in a servolution. If you're writing things with that pencil, I want you to write, how can I serve? Whatever you need, Lord. Would you be willing to do that? I want you guys to stand. I just want to finish with that last verse, 2 Corinthians 1, 21 and 22. It says, now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us. He set his seal of ownership on us. And he put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. You're not going to serve in your own capacity. You're not going to wait in your own human ability to be patient. He's with you. He has put his spirit upon you. So, Father, right now, I pray that the message of this month will remind us not about the task, but about the one we serve, Jesus Christ. That you put something in each of us not to go to waste, but that it would bring honor and glory to your name. That it would cause us to leave a lasting legacy for the generation beyond us. That it's not about us, it's about you. We serve you now, and we serve you for the next season. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You know, it takes a bold person to say, I want to serve Jesus. Because the world is like, well, what does that really mean? It means I follow the Bible. I believe that he's not hanging on that cross anymore. He's resurrected. He's the only living God that I can't go to a tomb and see his body in it. I want to serve somebody like that. Amen? So I'm asking you this morning.
online you can raise your hand you can say I will serve I will serve the Lord this morning you would say by raising your hand I want to serve Jesus I want to see your hands I will serve Jesus come on I will serve Jesus I will serve Jesus yes Lord I will serve you I will serve you I will serve you he sees your hand he knows if you're uncertain he sees it I will serve you God I don't know what it means I don't know exactly what it looks like but I want to serve you so God right now I pray for every hand first of all that's not raised any hand that's not raised God I pray that that one will know you love them you created them you'll show them how to serve you today how to serve you tonight step by step father for every one of us who has our hand raised we say Lord yes 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 in Jesus name I thank you for it Lord now we praise the Lord praise the Lord say it with me praise the Lord God has spoken to each of us today and so if you're watching online, we want you to know you're a part of our online family. We love you. We're praying for you. And I invite you right now to make Jesus Lord over all. Will you say this prayer with me? Even if you've said it before, will you let us know if you pray this prayer? Because I want you to know you don't do life alone. We are with you and Jesus is with you. So let's pray this prayer together. Dear Lord Jesus, you say it. Dear Lord Jesus. I ask you right now to take full control over everything in my life. I give you all my thoughts, all my decisions, and I ask you to forgive me, redeem my days, and help me to serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, we will accomplish what he has for our lives. Amen. Type in the chat. Amen. And I also want to pray that your miracle is in motion. We have seen God heal cancer. We have seen God heal literally broken hearts that God has restored the heart structure. We have seen God heal marriages. We have seen God restore children to help. We have seen God when someone said they couldn't get their kids in a school, God put them in the best school. So I want you to know right now, I am praying for your miracle that is in motion. I encourage you, type it in the chat. My miracle is in motion because we declare not the problem, but the solution. And God is the giver of all things we need. So Father, right now, for every person watching, I pray that whatever miracle they need, a miracle of healing, that they would experience that healing. You are Jehovah Rapha, our healer. They are needing to be set free of anxiety or worry or depression. You are our peace. You are Jehovah Jireh. You would provide all that we need. God, people that need finances and resources, you are Jehovah Jireh. You are Jehovah Nisi. Your banner over us is love. So today, as we declare, my miracle is in motion. God, we don't look at the problem. We look at the problem solver who is Jesus Christ, and we say, with God, everything is possible, and I will see the answer to the prayer. I will experience the joy of the Lord in the land of the living. That's a promise from Scripture, and Father, we agree with our brothers and sisters today that your miracle is in motion, and it will be complete in Jesus' name. I love you. Write us, send us a testimony. Join us online Wednesday night or on campus and follow the website because there's lots of ways for you to be involved. I love you. God bless you. Have an amazing week.